Hello, this is Gemma Fassett with That Happiness Show. Just coming to tell you that we are doing our show on Smith Island. I am the, the host and the founder of That Happiness Show. Instructor, teacher, guide, mommy, artist. And today we are going to speak about... Oh my gosh, today we're going to speak about redemption, forgiveness, this idea that, um, let me just see if I can do this properly. Redemption and forgiveness, you know, like, um, what does it mean? Like, do we, are we redeemed, um, when we do better or we, can we clear ourselves and, oh my God. So I'm doing a show outside today and I just got to say, it's awfully buggy out. You're going to hear a lot of birds and different things because we are out in nature, Toulouse is out rummaging. So um, this idea of redemption and forgiveness, and I know I've told you before, forgiveness is forgetting there was ever anything to forgive in the first place. And you might say, well, that's just silly, that's just roundabout, but the reality is that when we shift our own mindset to a much more higher frequency, we begin to recognize everyone's doing their journey the best they can and our expectations on another person are what created the judgment that allowed there to be something that was an attack that now needs forgiveness. And this is really crazy wild stuff because we are not our bodies, but we identify with them. We are not our personalities, but we identify with them. <clears throat> we are not our name yet we identify with it. We are not our job, but we identify with it. We are not our children, but we identify ourselves as our children. And this is what ultimately causes a lot of the headache because everything that you believe about something is, is the stories that you've written. <clears throat> everything only holds the meaning you give it. This is um, just the whole premise of The Course in Miracles, which I adore. I love that those writings, um, they're, they're completely inspired and beautiful. Let me see where my Toulouse is. He's right next door. I think he's doing something, something doggy-ish. So if, if that's the case, then, and we're all doing the best they can, then really what do you have to redeem yourself for? What is redemption? And maybe redemption is starting over. Maybe redemption is a view without illusion. Maybe redemption is stepping out of the illusion and into something that is <clears throat> more aligned with the truth of who you are. Now that's pretty powerful. And the same thing goes for forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is basically <clears throat> lifting the veil of the illusion. You know, we create all these stories. I hear stories, stories, stories all the time. And you know, I just, I, I mean, we all write them, we all tell them. And they're just stories. And they're stories that make this 3D world more real rather than making the 5D more real. The 5D becomes more real when we love instead, in, in spite of, instead, like um, even though. We love even though. We love as if, you know, like we are unconditionally loving. That I choose to love you as much as I choose to love another person. And I extend that to everyone. And if there is an exception, it no longer is unconditional love for anyone. It's all or nothing. And uh, this is shown by our behavior. So as you embrace unconditional love, 
it comes from deep within you and it is a connection to all that is so when we learn to connect to all that is when we learn to feel deeply within ourselves we can allow that to overflow on everyone and you know how funny it is how sometimes people treat the people that their or family or friends they treat them worse than they do strangers isn't it um possible that there is they could only treat these people worse because of their investment in the stories they've written about these people often stories that lend that these people have attacked me these people have wronged me what if the people are just doing the best they can and for whatever reason they are not a match to be in the same space that you of well same space as you at this time what if it's only that wouldn't that be simple? Wouldn't that be a much better explanation? I, I feel like if we had real interpreters for this reality, real interpreters, and we stopped all the, the convoluted, like, just craziness that, you know, the psych, psychiatric, psychological stuff, the, it's like if we stopped rationalizing this place from the 3D world, from the world of physical, and we just started working... Um, in this reality from a place of of truth and unconditional love and and uh, like psyche like the, the spiritual psyche the, the energetic psyche if we started working from there couldn't it just be such a different place you know like if we remember that we are souls come to have a human being experience wouldn't that be different like I tell people my daughter is just learning to navigate a social world that's what I'm here to teach her is how to navigate this social world she's already so full of knowledge she's already got her gifts she's already ready to roll but what do we do we put them in a school that tells them they know nothing we put them in a school that says here learn a skill here go work 60 70 hours a week here you want goals you want to set goals you want to set a goal to finish school well there's 16 years of your life here, you want to set a goal to have a career. Well, there's something you never got to choose yourself hardly because you didn't even know what was truly available because no one educates you on what's available. No one shows you. And no one, no one at any time has truly honored the gifts you came with to help you find something that works for the gifts that you came with. Instead, it's just this bizarre hogwash of picking careers that make money. So I... I don't really understand it but I do believe that there are people who are served by this this uh, crazy idea of you know it's so funny because there's this movie not movie there's a, um, a TV show called Futurama it may not even be on anymore but there was this thing in Futurama and I've seen this on other shows too where it's in the future and they basically uh, sign you a job whether it's based on your skills or not, out of like a computer, it just generates a job for you. And then that's your job, that's your career. That's what you have to do. And it's funny because it almost feels like that's exactly what goes on here. And even to the point where it's like, you know, doctors have children who become doctors and, um, you know, uh, steel workers have children who go into working on the steel and teachers have kids who want to be teachers. And engineers have kids who want to be engineers and it's like holy cow like is that is that what people just defer to is the familiar you know what they're familiar with or or is there some genetic coding that says oh I'm predisposed to do this 
is really odd. And it's odd that the government even pursues this to say, like, if, you know, we're all recognized in the stock market and those people who are um, children of doctors, their stock is valued more. It's weird that we're even on the stock exchange. It's just odd that we are considered commodities. So how, like, how do you slip out of this? You know, how do you not become, like, fully engaged or dis- disheartened or uh, disenfranchised? Is that a word for this? By this reality that we're in? Well, you do it by lifting the veil. And this is, like I said, where true redemption comes in is making that shift from uh, illusion, you know, to truth, to unconditional love. And in unconditional love, this becomes a paradise. This becomes heaven, heaven on earth. This is heaven. We can only know heaven here almost because this is the only place contrast exists. Without contrast, nothing is heavenly. Nothing is beautiful. Nothing is wonderful. Nothing is stinky. Nothing is awful. So here we can truly embrace like the magnificence of the contrast. And that is heaven. Heaven is being able to like truly smell lovely, exquisite things. And you know what? I got to tell you, sometimes for me, heaven has been smelling poop, you know, and it sounds weird, but like healthy poop has a certain odor. Um, When your baby poops in their diaper, you're always happy. They're not constipated. I'm always happy. I'm not constipated. Um, You know, my dogs go to the bathroom. I check it to make sure it looks right and that they're healthy. And so... You know, it's so funny because that was started a long, long time ago. Just this idea of like poop being a positive thing. And, um, you know, it just all of it, right? All of it. And then what if we don't judge anymore? If we don't judge poop to be a bad thing? If, if, if suddenly everything has the potential to be good, you know, and I know I talked about it before and this is the kind of thing that opened me up to that because, um, I always loved the smell of skunk and I couldn't understand why. So one day, I love the smell of skunk and I love the smell of gasoline. And, and it would just cause me to have this ripple of joy in my body. Didn't know why. And finally one day I just sat with it and I was like, what is it? What is it about skunk? And you know, I've told you that you can do this with anything. You can do it with any situation, negative or positive. And I had this flashback to my childhood and being like four or five years old and playing around my grandmother's and grandfather's um, garage. And they had this big garage. Like, you could easily put four cars in their garage. And, um, you know, it was at least two cars deep and at least two cars wide, maybe three or four cars wide. Uh, but my grandfather had a lot of work equipment in there, a lot of um, wood um, woodworking equipment. Like, um, I don't even know, but saws and these things that could grind wood or, you know, shave wood or something. I'm not even sure belt sanders and stuff like that so it had a really woodsy smell but then because the cars were in and this was back in the 70s you know because the cars were in there and they would leak gas or whatever there was like a gassy smell maybe he kept gas cans in there I don't know so there was a gas smell mixed with this um this wood the the wood the soot smell uh we call that sawdust smell and then there was a skunk smell and it was because my grandfather had skunks that always lived around his garage. And periodically they'd go kill them or whatever. It was horrible. But they had these skunks. And the skunks were almost like cats in a way. They would come and eat the cat food in the winter up by the house. But my grandparents always threw their kitchen scraps behind the garage. And the skunks would have at it. 
even if my parent my grandparents buried them they dig them up so um okay so there was a skunk smell but guess what it even goes one step further there would be a new baby kittens born every year i think every year in the garage and they would be when i would come to visit these baby kittens would sometimes not even have their eyes open yet they would be so tiny maybe they'd be a week old maybe two weeks old maybe just born and so you couple that with the smell of skunk and it was like pure joy pure pleasure i mean my daughter will be lucky if she ever has the ability to see a baby kitten you know because no one lets their cats get pregnant or no one's got cats getting pregnant or it's so bizarre to me uh, no puppies being born naturally you know like in people's homes not that not in my experience anymore you know people aren't are, all the animals are fixed we're not having the you know that the, the, i don't know the benefits of pleasure of new birth you know so um anyway this was like something that repeated like at least three or four times in my childhood and then just the fun of being in grandma's house and that skunk smell was always there so hence I'm saying we can reboot, reprogram, we can find the source of a bad uh, feeling or bad, you know, reaction thing and we can re we can understand it and we can let it go or we can embrace it. So I love embracing my skunk smell. I, I, and you know, I might have been even a little nervous when I figured that out, that now that I knew what it was, that I wouldn't enjoy it anymore, but I still do. It's like the sweetest smell to me and I love it. It doesn't mean I'm going to get sprayed or anything and I don't want my animals sprayed, but... If I smell one, I'm okay with it. I really love that moment. It, it's just such a great flashback. So if you want to have true redemption, my idea is just to remember the truth of who you are because that by its nature will redeem you right there because you are beautiful. You are absolutely perfect. You're the beautiful light of source energy. Come here to create. That's what you are. And if you think there's some action you have to take to redeem yourself, just love yourself and remember why you came. But the remembering will come to you as you love yourself unconditionally. Stop setting some sort of like goals or limits or expectations and just love yourself. If you feel tired, take a nap. If you feel like a walk, take a walk. If you feel like eating, eat. If you feel like reading a book, read a book. If you feel like not talking to anybody, don't talk to anybody. How cool is that? You know, redeem yourself through remembering that it was only in the illusion that you ever thought there was anything wrong to begin with. All right? I love you. And I want you to have a wonderful day. So please, please enjoy yourself today. And have a blast. Uh, I will speak with you tomorrow. If you would like to reach out to me, you can text me at 401-699-6142 or check out my website. Gemma, J-E-M-M-A, Facet, F-A-S-S-E-T-T dot com. Have a great day. Bye now.